Um, they, I actually just read that um, that they are formulating, uh, the Biden White House is formulating, it's pol- changing its policy that uh, you have to be vaccinated to go to the U.S. And so that means people from the banned countries can come if they're vaccinated and people from the not banned countries can't come if they're unvaccinated. So but I don't know when that'll actually wait, 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 what effect. they're going to switch it. Like now it's like anyone can come in as long as you're not from like you're like, you can't come from Europe without a visa to the U S right now. Yeah. Okay. But they're switching it. So you can, if you're vaccinated, but people from like, even if they have a visa from, I don't know, uh, what's a place that's not Argentina. They're not, they're not, uh, on any mm-hmm. list. You have to be vaccinated. I think starting with when they introduce this new thing. Okay. Um, <laughs> just, right. just, just sharing information with you. I mean, Luna can't come I, to the uh, US. I just, so I, I, but affects me. It's just all the thing that then's really stupid with that is that you can't get into the US or Europe without a Western vaccine. Oh yeah. 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 So if you get the Sputnik vaccine, which works perfectly fine. Yeah, or the Chinese one. Um or the, yeah, or the Chinese vaccine. Uh was it Sinovac? But I think the Sputnik one's good. Like, isn't it as good as the the quote unquote good ones? Yeah, Sputnik is is on a whole other level yeah, of yeah, good. Ninety one point six percent efficacy. <laughs> Bro. Don't even. You're listening to the Sputnik infomercial <laughs> for the next 27 yeah, minutes. By, we'll be telling you're listening you to radio Tehran brought to you by Sputnik, Sputnik, Sputnik V. I found out that it's actually Sputnik V. Yeah. I, I, well, why V is it like the first four uh, blew up or what? <laughs> you mix the two, no. you, you mix the two beakers together. And a big cloud. The, the scientist faces the doctors, whoever they are face is all black. Yeah, yeah, but then his eyes just like blink, like bleep, bleep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no V for vaccine. Ah, okay. Yeah, it's not that exciting. I know. Sputnik V for vendetta. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, they were giving out like trips to Russia to go get the Sputnik vaccine, which would have been sick if it Ooh. actually like, meant that you could travel other places. I've never been to Russia. You've never been either, I assume. No, but you know what? It'd be a good time. Things. Can change and maybe i can get my you know maybe i can collect all the vaccines um and get my trip to to moscow that would be a fun uh because there's bloggers who are like oh i'm going to every single country in the world you should try to i don't think anyone's tried to get every single vaccine yet no yeah they haven't i'm gonna be that person you could do it right if you just show up um yeah. yeah, bro, I swear I'm not vaccinated. No, 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 like, okay, so you could get vaccinated again in the U.S. Just be like, yeah, I didn't get it. Can you give me one? And then they would. What would happen, though, if I just keep getting vaccinated? <laughs> I don't think anything. I think it'll... Dude, it's good for you. You'll keep getting more antibodies. <laughs> bro, like, oh, God, imagine, like, imagine the uh, the type of, like, you know those stoners who are like, oh, bro, it comes from nature. Like, it's fine for you, bro. <laughs> Completely yeah. oblivious to the fact of all the shit in nature that will just murder you. That, dude, you know? Yeah, vaccines come from nature, dude. They're healthy. Yeah, bro. These are made in the lab, bro. Scientists <laughs> made these. They can't be bad for you, bro. The mRNA ones are you not, can... but the, the the protein ones, that's, that's from nature, bro. <laughs> bro, when has a scientist ever made anything that killed anyone? <laughs> <laughs> this is this character's taking a turn. I feel like most, I feel like most stoner guys uh, are a little skeptical, but yeah, but most maybe stoner guys are very skeptical <laughs> of science. Maybe this one is is taking a turn. <laughs> yeah, bro, bro, name one scientist who ever invented anything evil. <laughs> uh, or they think uh, pot is like an alien substance. Like, no, everything on Earth kills you. Oh, that's but the luckily, best one. That's the best fucking <laughs> aliens one, yeah. left. Kush behind when they built the pyramids. <laughs> yeah. Oh God. I I I miss stoners. You gonna you gonna you gonna you gonna you gonna chew them up while you're in Phoenix? You gonna see any stoners? I don't have any stoner friends here. You can't chew. It's it's illegal there. I assume. What? Or, no, Arizona. It's not illegal. It's perfect, is it, it's like, perfectly legal. Oh, legal. Yeah. Ooh, I could dude, go, you gotta check I it out. Go a, Where's the closest store? 
I'm gonna look it up right now. I don't fucking know. Weed, dude, you gotta go. They're sick. Weed dispenser. You get all sorts of gummies. Have you been? Uh, yes. I did not go inside because the line was long, so I waited in the car. Oh yeah. Uh, but it's it's a great time. It's so easy to get the. I like the gummies, you know. And you just you can. I I I made a point that I'm not gonna. Dude, there not are tons gonna do of any Phoenix, of that in dude, the US. You got you got tons of options. I know that I do. I'm just saying is that I don't want to in in the U.S. because as as us being a pro mids podcast, I would one be breaking the corner spatey line, um, and be a revisionist, which is bullshit. Um, and two, I don't want like the smallest amount of weed to murder me. <laughs> that's that's efficiency though. You just need a little bit. I don't bit. like it. You you get one of gummies and you just like chop it up. You just cut it into like, you just slice off a piece like it's uh like it's I feel prosciutto. that that's too much. <laughs> I feel that that's like, I feel that that's like, if I have to fucking crush a gummy the same way that you do a fucking pill. You want to grate the gummy <laughs> like it's Parmesan. Like it's a fine, yeah, like it's a fine Italian cheese. Yeah, it's yeah. fine. Um Dude, the Kush, they don't they make it all out there in like California? I don't know about Arizona, but it's, it's I don't local, fucking know. Dude. I don't care. All I know is that then like my cousin once posted a thing that he went on Valentine's Day with his girlfriend to um go like their Valentine's meal at the end of it had like 150 milligrams of THC in it. Okay. Which sounds like pure fucking hell. <laughs> Um, I mean, and if he's I, posting about it, I is, guess I that guess is the equivalent time. of the of the gummy bear being being grated like a fine Italian cheese. <laughs> um, the 150 milligram reminds me of like the people who do the like hot sauce competitions, where it's just like this is the most yeah, THC exactly like I've this, ever. What's that has to be a thing, level? right? Because it can't kill you, right? Like I don't know how much THC no, it takes can't to kill, kill you. you. So I mean, why, why not yeah, take like you know ten grams of THC? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I mean, anyway, anyway, I'll lead us in. <clears throat> we interrupt this program to talk about the climate crisis. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we, we interrupt your we interrupt your stoner podcast to talk about the climate crisis. Greece yeah, is on we fire. Interrupt your chiefing. Did communists start it? Yeah. Here's more from our president Erdogan. Uh, yeah. Hey, hey, hey. Welcome to your weekly corner spatey. I don't know what our alliance is called, Rob, but it's just you and me. It's, yeah. We're, it's just the American hour. Yeah. The Q. Living in America. We're, Cue that song. We're chooming. For the. We're smoking weed yeah. right now. I know it's an audio podcast, yeah. but we are literally got multiple blunts. <laughs> yeah. In rotation. We're passing them through the, the, the computer screen, man. Yeah, it's fucking, it's wild. Um, but yeah, yeah we have, so, uh, we, got, we got, we just got a few, few topics today, stuff going on in the news. Do, do, is there anything you actually want to say about the, about the f- wildfires going on? Um, yeah, they're bad. Yeah. <laughs> it's, they, like at the very least, I feel like, you know, we're supposed to be like a oh, current events podcast or whatever. And like, especially this summer, there's been a lot of fucking bad climate stuff. Probably will just be more and more every yeah. summer. Uh, I feel like we should at least mention it. <laughs> it's going on. Uh, if someone's listening I mean, back yeah, in a few like, years, like, like what, like how many, how many ecological disasters have we had in like the last few weeks? We had the floods in Germany. We've yeah. had a bunch of wild, like Greece had like 91 wildfires start in yeah. one day. And I mean, in the U S uh, I don't know if Phoenix was hit, but like in the Pacific Northwest and in Canada, there was like crazy wild, uh, just heat waves. Um, and apparently it's the Gulf Stream's fault. The Gulf Stream's all fucked up. Um, I believe that, yeah. So like whatever regulates the like, it's all out of whack. So then sometimes you'll get tons of rain or sometimes you'll get tons of heat. Uh, and it's not going to get fixed anytime soon. So. Oh, yeah. No. And I, I think that then the thing that's the most frustrating about this, because we talked about, I don't, did we, we, you guys talked about the floods like briefly. Mm in because what I mean, it's not much to say especially if you're like talking about like uh um like i know there's things you can do but like the scope well, of no, it as like I, a philosophical I, political problem like no nothing uh nothing on our 
in our, you know, mainstream electoral political diet will come, it comes anywhere close to like acknowledging, uh, the, the changes that are underway. And so well, I mean, can we I, say about I it guess right I would disagree because like one of the cities that was affected by the floods in Germany is suing their local government mm-hmm. for very obvious lack of preparation for things that they knew were going to happen. So I think it's in the sense because remember, there was that really dumb Deutsche Welle article that was like, oh, we can't blame like the C like CDU's like, you know, international propaganda ministry, like <laughs> yeah. writing out to the rest of the world being like, you can't blame the politicians for something they didn't know. And it's like they, they fucking did know the entire time <laughs> and that Germany doesn't have like the same the, like any measurements in place to combat this shit, nor do they care. Um the thing in like Greece and Turkey that's like kind of similar with that is that um, it's the exact same thing of that. Yes, I I obviously will acknowledge it isn't just like an overnight thing of just like it isn't just because Neo Democratia is in power, but the amount of money that then that like they said that they were going to invest for like you know climate change shit and whatnot that just got like redirected into buying like police cars is it's oh, just yeah, like, yeah, yeah. yeah like. What do you expect from like these like far right wing parties? Yeah. You know, like no, you're Mitsotakis right. only cares about climate change when then he can like suck off VW, yeah, to like sell off the power grid of Greece to to the Germans, which yeah. is like what they're doing. Yeah. You know, I just I I and I can't help but feel that this thing. So Portugal is a good example because they're having a lot of wildfires, and under the like, you know, relatively more liberal left government, uh, they actually like took a bunch of steps to like prevent uh, the worst of the wildfires. And there haven't, you know, there have, there haven't, I mean, so far <laughs> that's kind of my whole point. There haven't been that level of wildfires, but like, that's like a go-to point until it's not anymore. And um, uh, yeah. you can absolutely do things like, to minimize it. And it definitely seems like Mitsotakis and I'm sure in, in yeah, Turkey, yeah, yeah. they're, they're going the other direction. But um, well, the thing about it with at yeah. least Greece is, is that they had like, Greece had like this like forestation sort of like thing that they were going to invest in, which also was like preventative measures because like wildfires happen every year in Greece, just around this time of the year. That's just a part of, you know, part of the climate. And, you know, there is like being from a place also that too is like, I mean, like Arizona is quite dry. There's at least like one big, like decent sized wildfire a year. Um, They happen, you know, like, I, uh, I, they suck, but normally they're contained to a degree where these ones that then are happening, especially just north of Athens, are just getting so out of control that then that they're like, engul- like could, they've already engulfed a lot of the northern suburbs of Athens and are spreading. And, um, yeah, the thing was is that there was like 30 million euros that were supposed to go to these projects, three of which actually then went to that. And then the, the, the rest of that money was allocated for a bunch of other dumb bullshit. So anything that isn't a public private partnership, Mitsotakis doesn't care about, Mm -hmm. you know, so he will make the avenues for then investors to come in and like, you know, sell like, like, like I said, sell off, you know, Greek infrastructure, but his party doesn't, his, his party is full of climate deniers, but that doesn't matter at the sense of you can then like make money off the sense of a PPP and the shit with Erdogan that's even like weirder is that like, uh, the amount of like the money that then's being invested into like climate programs is non-existent because that's obviously money that then is not going to help them get out of the current economic recession that they're in. But um, so Erdogan will like be European when he wants to and not be European when he doesn't want to. So he just like begged the EU to like give them like helicopters because they don't have things to fight fires in Turkey. So the EU sent like the 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 firefighter like the firefighting helicopters and like planes and shit like that, but simultaneously Erdogan has enough money to you know have planes and helicopters go you know bomb Iraq currently. <laughs> you know, yeah. it's like it's such a fucking farce. At, like with 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 him, and then there's that video of Erdogan throwing tea out of a bus. I didn't see that. What was he throwing yeah. it at someone? Or just like no, he was throwing, he was like fire. doing like relief, which is just him sh- sh- throwing out boxes of tea, just like <laughs> zooming past people. It's a, it's insane. And then Erdogan's also blamed the fires in Turkey for like on the PKK. Yeah. So. Well, that's you know that that's a good a, a response as any you know blame. Yeah, um, conservative governments will not um, in any way uh, save you from something that they don't even acknowledge. 
because yeah, you can invest. I mean, like Greece and Turkey are the two perfect examples because the entire Twitter sphere is just them arguing just like, well, it's also happening here too. It's like, yeah, that's the fucking point. First off, like, you know, even in natural disasters, they have to fucking one up each other that they were the first ones to fucking do it or some bullshit like that. And the thing that's even funnier is that then that these two idiotic countries have been investing in so much in national defense bullshit and like nothing in uh, things that could maybe lessen the, you know, climate catastrophe that then they're very clearly already being affected by, you know, yeah. so again, um, on this podcast, I only endorse a future where both Mitsotakis and uh, Erdogan um, may join each other in some other life, but not this one. <laughs> Um, that's a little bit of a depressing topic. Um, so why don't we turn to the fact that this, uh, Belarusian guy was found dead in Ukraine. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm a doomer today. Yeah. There's there's not that. I mean, I don't have that much to say about it. Just, we talked a lot about Belarus before. Um, I never know what to call these people. He was an activist. He was an activist involved with, uh, Vitaly Shishov was his name. Um, he was involved with people, getting out of the country and he was found hung from a tree. Um, yeah. Don't know what to say about that. And of course at the Olympics kind of uh, somewhat, I don't know, big news was a, a sprinter also. Um, there was kind of some, I don't know, weird stuff oh, going yeah, on with like forcing her. In Poland. Yeah, yeah. And she's just acclaimed asylum in Poland. I believe just flew there uh, today. So I don't know anything um, in the on the Belarus front. You think is uh, anything going on here? <laughs> what am I like the like? You were the you were the Belarus post game post game analysis of yeah. like, you know I think Lukashenko's playing a hard game. Well, uh, apparently he's into <laughs> sports, is what I read <laughs> from one of these fucking oh websites. yeah yeah of course he is. And so like you know maybe you know he's into like the, really weird sports though too. I think I mean he's into hockey. I know that for a fact. But then I think he's like really into like like. Um, I don't know. I remember reading that somewhere as well, though. So maybe once the, uh, you know, maybe, maybe the athletes will really get to him when all of the, because I think a couple other athletes were talking about also, you know, leaving the country and maybe that'll, uh, maybe that'll get to him. Who knows? I mean, other than the fact that they just like murdering a bunch of people who, uh, opponents I mean, of the regime. The thing about Belarus that I think is always so hard to pinpoint about this is that they're really the thing I'm always okay. So I have to preface this with the fact that then Belarus is legitimately like Lukashenko is like an idiot. He's a he's he is a bad leader. I'm not sitting here being like, oh, this is all just an op. Belarus is is you know beautiful and one like my flatmate's from Belarus and is like legitimately afraid of going home currently at the moment. And she's like not politically active and shit. It's just like it's not it's not a vibe. Yeah, and um. Like the thing that's so just shitty about this is that it's very much it's very clear in the sense of this is all being injected into this like current regime change like narrative because like Tishanovskaya is like doing her like world tour. She was just recently in the US. She was in the UK. She was in Germany. She's obviously has been like stationed in Lithuania. And I I am curious of how then this is gonna like like play out then in the end of the day with then how these athletes are going to end up like obviously like going to be like endorsing Tishanovskaya and shit and I just like I, I guess my only thing is like I have a bit of skepticism of the sense of like why like okay the Olympics is actually a pretty normal place that then people do like this isn't this isn't the first time that it's happened like there have been athlete dissidents who have just like dipped before um, but yeah I don't know I mean, it really is the sense of how this all plays into the 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 grander scheme of that. It's very clear that the U.S. wants to make a person who like is also not an elected leader the head of yeah. Belarus. I mean, it so just seems like, to, to me uh, an an uh, you know not very uh, not particularly uh, insightful person on the matter. It seems like some change is getting closer. Um, yeah, exactly. How, how it's going to happen, I don't know. Um, I have, I, I have no idea either. Whatever happens, really is, like the sense in that 
if if the main uh, if the main factors are yeah, the Financial Times writing about a sprinter leaving, uh, the outcome is going to be worse than like a mass uprising <laughs> uh, causing the change, which is what, you know, was the primary threat before. Uh, but who knows what will happen? I mean, all those forces are still in place. So, uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, it really is. I, I'm, I guess it's just the sense of that. I think Tishonovskaya's like lack there of support is like too obvious still. Like, that's why she's doing her world tour. And Belarus probably will end up in the same vein as, like, Ukraine of, like, that it'll be the hot topic for a bit and then we'll just be forgotten. I don't think that Belarus has as much of a, like, I mean, because we have to think about this in the sense, too, of that then how strategic is Belarus for the West and for, like, Europe and NATO and shit like that? I would say just as strategic important as Ukraine is and look at where they are now they can't join NATO so (laughs) I don't know it is it this is the thing that like comes down to it is that like while the situation in Belarus is bad it does come into the sense of how they do play out in this chessboard that is the people who make the decisions for foreign policy primarily which is you know either in their case Russia or the United States um if Lukash, it also depends which day of the week it is, you know? Sometimes Lukashenko and Putin are friends. Sometimes Lukashenko and Putin are enemies, you know? Um, yeah. I really, I really, I, I don't know. Like, it sucks, all of it. I hate, yeah. I hate, like, looking at stuff about Belarus because it's all, like, uh, it's all just, like, shit, you know? Yeah. Lukashenko garbage authoritarian leader this and that and that and then Tishanovskaya like an actual US CIA op <laughs> like <laughs> very clearly so um <clears throat> all right let's let's turn to slightly um from the uh from the um uh, you know the local intrigue of uh, Belarus to a well if if your last points to be to be taken uh, at the same level, this this international uh, maybe shift or realignment or attempt to set the stage for what's coming next. So you're in the U.S., where there's been a lot of talk about the uh, moratorium on evictions lapsing, but then not lapsing. And here in Europe, uh, in France, Macron. I mean, we we just alluded to it, but there have been mass protests against the 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 laws that Macron was passing and in Germany just this past week, uh, the health ministry is now kind of like put forward like its plan for like, what's the next step after COVID at the same time across Europe and especially in the U S Delta variant, you know, the cases are going up again because of the Delta variant. There's all these questions of how much are vaccinated people actually protected. Basically there's like a huge moment right now where all these countries are basically trying to pivot away from, coronavirus, of course, if one wants to get rid of that, but specifically all of the benefits, the uh, state intervention that was necessary um, to, you know, keep things afloat. Uh, and a lot of these countries are like, okay, well, we're going to wean you back off of this now. Um, I don't know if where you want to start in all of that. Um, Yeah, I think it's like the first and foremost thing of that. Um, you know, because I, I, I think that the conversation that you and I had about this started with the sense a while ago, actually, where Germany was um, kind of toying with the idea to make people pay for their Corona tests in October. Yeah. If they're not vaccinated. So that was part of the, um, yeah, that's part of the health ministry, like guidelines, like the next steps. Uh, and that's part of a plan to be like, yeah, you can't rely on these free tests to like, you know, oh, I want to go to the movie theater. I'll just get a free neg- free test and show I'm negative. You have to be vaccinated is the idea. Yeah. And, 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 I think and it's a then, two birds with one stone because then they don't have to pay for all these free tests for people. Exactly. Yeah. And I think that then this, the same thing is too, is that it's also very optimistic of Germany, who I think is currently at like 52% full vaccination, which is, you know, fine up there with the rest of them. Genuinely surprised after how, horribly slow the vaccine rollout in Germany was. Um, 
that they're expecting then on the 85% herd immunity at that time as well, which is like the goal for that, like for the third quarter of this year. So I... Seems optimistic. <laughs> it seems incredibly optimistic, especially I mean, because what, the U.S. is like just, kind of... Uh, what's the U.S. at now? Like... Um, Same like thing. 60%. It's like at 50 point something. No, yeah, no, and they started like at least a month or months earlier. And it's like, so how you know, what is the ceiling on this stuff? And that's, I guess the question with, I think France um, and the health pass law is trying to basically like force people to, to get vaccinated. If you want to, you know, participate in one as well that they did. Yeah. In society. And it does seem like France, like it might work in the sense that more people might get vaccinated. Um, At least those are the first signs out of France. But I mean, I think I need to be clear first off in the sense of everyone on our podcast is vaccinated. I think that the evidence is pretty fucking clear that the vaccine, no matter which one you get, like ridiculously reduces your chance of either getting it or if you do get it, like having a serious case. Um, I think that then this needs to be like more taken into consideration with the way because I mean, like we have to realize that then that. People like freaking out about COVID because they see countries that aren't vaccinated at high rates doing stuff. Australia being one of them, where Australia sealed their borders. Australia is at fifteen mm. percent fully vaccinated. Australia didn't get like vaccines like a Western nation did, even though they like kind of are one. Um, and then China being the big one of while China has distributed out over a billion doses. They only have 22% of their population fully vaccinated. So China is possibly threatening of going back into lockdown in certain areas, which is smart for them because they understand how their health system works of like how easily it could get overloaded. Look at countries like Pakistan. I mean, like the global south is fucked because of COVID. Like, you know, especially because of Delta variant. India as well, you know. Um, So... I think that then in the sense of looping this back then around of the thing that most people then are obviously then um, concerned of is that like, well, are we going to end up in the what now fourth, fifth lockdown or some shit like that? And with like the horribly <laughs> racist and colonial way that the West has distributed vaccines, which like the WHO critiqued them heavily for. Of like saying that, you know, global vaccination rates are like incredibly low while vaccination rates in Western countries are like reaching their goals pretty quickly is, you know, obviously not okay. Um, I think that in this sense, like the perspective of already looking then towards post corona for a Western country isn't ridiculous, you know, Mm -hmm. like the sense of like getting back to normal for a Western economy right now is like a feasible thing because there's probably not going to be a fifth lockdown in Germany or in a Western country. Corona deaths are drastically reducing over the last few months. And what does that then mean for then? Like, this is the thing I think is really interesting with like neoliberals is because they want this globalized economy, but they also want all the aspects of the racism, imperialism, like that, so that they're doing well. You know, and so that then like if and when, which it will like economic out, like, you know, like, like, uh, um, uh, like economic fallout comes from what has happened in the Corona crisis. Like, how is it then going to extend outwards than globally? You know, while Germany may not be as affected, Germany's like scared of like 3% inflation or whatever, which is like nothing compared to what's going to happen to the economy of, you know, something in the global South, you know? But will that have any effect on Germany? Like, yeah, I mean, it will. Like, we'll have like, like, it's, it'll be like, like, okay, did, did 2008 have that much of an effect on Germany? Like, <laughs> as much as it did, say, Greece or Italy? Okay. You know, like yeah, it did, yeah. it obviously did. But Germany, because of its very you know, because Germany has their economic system of Europe kind of like, uh, uh, like 
as a buffer, like keeping themselves continuously safe of France and Germany, they typically end off on unscathed. And the economic crisis of 2008 benefited Germany heavily. Same thing as, as we're going to probably see within the Corona crisis of that the fallout economically, domestically within Germany will benefit the, I mean, it already did benefit people in the economy anyway. Like the German economy is like, like, has slowed down its growth or whatever, but at the same time too, like there's been like more wealth created in Germany or in all of Europe for that matter during the Corona crisis. You know what I mean? Like, like the, the increase of, of, of wealth creation and also the increase of wealth disparity that happened like globally happened just as much in Germany as it did in other European countries, mm-hmm. you know? So I think it's unfair to necessarily look at it in the sense of like Germany, well, will Germany be hit by an economic crisis? Eh, yeah, probably in the sense of how it would affect Germany. Um, how will this affect the rest of the world? It'll be significantly worse than how it'll affect Germany or the United States. Like the U.S. will probably be worse off than Germany from mm-hmm. whatever, you know, uh, uh, um, stuff is to follow. So, you know, it. what do you, I want to just, so what, so one of the big, like, I don't know, aspects of this shift that's going on is these countries are saying we have to, like, the the COVID recession, I mean, it was a weird recession, right? In the sense that it was like, what? <laughs> I mean- People, like, a, a, stopped their economies for a few months. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's the thing of, like, I think a good historical example of it is maybe, like, okay, it's kind of weird because it's a little bit backwards, but nonetheless of, like- World War II is one that then a lot of people like to look at of like, look at how great we did when we not like, I mean, the U.S. like nationalized its economy. And then when it broke off from a nationalized economy that was like hyper producing goods that nobody needed after war, the U.S. had like a massive like like could have been like faced with much higher inflation than they did um, in the 50s and 60s, you know, so mm-hmm. it's like it's. Similar in a sense, too, is that then, like, you stall your economy for, like, one thing, you know, and then try to then, when you kick it back into gear, the realities then of a market economy are then going to hit it much harder than if you just kind of, like, kept things going, which you can't keep things going because you have an emergency, you know? Like, market economies are, like... Un, the, re, the way that market economies exist is under like the, the preconceived notion that they will always exist, you know, that they will exist without interruptions. This is why liberal this is why liberal economics is so fucking stupid, because they live in a fantasy world where like there's no inhibitor to the economy, mm-hmm. you know. So one of the big things in like Germany, for example, or even France, is they have to like pivot to like to to to, to like it's like they're slingshotting uh like they, they can't bottom out. They're going to just kind of you know, like use the force to like, you know, sling themselves up into a new, uh, into a new growth phase. And the key apparently is to invest in these new sectors that are like growth sectors. So whether that's, yeah. you know, tech or the environment or energy, I mean, isn't that kind of what the U S did with like, you know, building like, uh, like weapons manufacturing. Tesla and- is one of those. <laughs> True. I, I was thinking about after World War II, but yeah. like, how I mean, feasible, how feasible of like is that. all this is my question. Like, is that going to work without oh, being no, like, very not. painful? Okay, well, why not? Well, I mean, because it's the thing is that then the way, I mean, I think Germany is the best example for this because it is like, I hate to use the word cronyism because it is just what capitalism is. But like Germany is very much a country where like everyone in politics is best friends with some motherfucker in like business, you know? Yeah. And that is like the same in every other capitalist economy. Don't get me wrong. But Germany's is like way more like in your face about it. I feel uh-huh. like we saw with the sense of like CDU politicians making money off of, you know, COVID mass scandal things. Yeah. Um, I think we've tried to emphasize you know, that shit. on this show, like that, how much the CDU is like, you know, we're just a, uh, uh, a mainstay, you know, Western political party. And it's like, yeah. the, like because they're that way, they have like stuff. literally like Italian level corruption. Yeah. yeah. Like, um, I, I, I like, this is the thing is that then, so if you only care about growth, which is what Western capitalist economies do, um, investment at anything is growth. It can fail. You can invest in like, okay, like, uh, uh, Name anything, anything that fucking comes on your, 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 it can be completely just a waste of time and money. You can throw at it and say that then like that goes to your GDP growth, Mm -hmm. you know, how many 
sketchy ass dumb startups are going to get just grants thrown to them post corona yeah. you yeah. know things you can that work from home now after nuisances. corona it's all you know it's encouraging this new kind of tech lifestyle yeah exactly like <laughs> you're or like um the thing i mean like this is the thing too is that because we're just in this era of hyper financialization and you know living in a city that then is experiencing one of the odder versions of this where it can't really exist the way that it does in other places i mean berlin not phoenix um, but <laughs> like that's what you're gonna so you're even seeing it right now that that governments like local governments are trying to throw money at at like tech startups and anything that then has the word green in front of it one of the best examples of this is now the the like the green project you know electric cars are one of the big ones you know e-vehicles and whatnot um whether or not they're actually better for the environment okay yeah like they don't run off of um of petroleum gas whatever the hell it's called um but they're also like not very long term you're still promoting the sense of personal vehicle right in favor of the sense of because it it is good simply in the sense of that it is good for vw uh, uh and bmw and you know german auto manufacturers um and the real step then towards like uh like projects that of like public infrastructure so like trains whatnot stuff like that um of actual transitional goals that would you know bring economic growth which economic growth is always going to exist no matter if you live in like capitalism or socialism, you know, like the idea of it being profit driven growth is I think the thing you have to like differentiate it with, like you want your economy to grow and provide for everyone and to make things then accessible. This doesn't mean over supply of things, you know? So I think I need to like clarify the sense of like, you would want your economy to grow even in a sense of like trying to reach a post-capitalist goal um, because then what would then massive infrastructure projects be if not economic growth? What would mm-hmm. then transitional projects be? But they're not being done in that sense. They're not being done through a state-led institution. They're just being done of contracts being sent out to then more or less money launder half the time or just have money wasted, you know? So, um, yeah. So I think that we're going to see just the same shit that we've been seeing too of the wealthier people who can then get these contracts getting wealthier. Um, I doubt there'll be any job creation as like, I guess we have to look at this on local levels too, like with Berlin Mm -hmm. that there will be a massive push but there already is this massive push currently right now of Berlin tech city. There's even like the fucking tech Republic out where uh, uh, Tegel used to be, you know, these are all bullshit. I mean, there's the Trash Future did an episode about gorillas of that. Then, like, gorillas does not provide any new technology. They don't make technology. They are simply a platform, as these all are, are platform for you to buy your groceries. You know, you could call up gorillas and do the exact same thing as you do on your phone. There's nothing new. There's just a new middleman, which is your phone, that then does this. So, yeah, it's all scams. <laughs> it's all going to benefit, you know, a certain person or certain type of person who it always has benefited. And um, yeah, we're going to end up when this somehow breaks, when it somehow does all start collapsing, probably from, you know, influenced heavily by the over speculation in cryptocurrencies. Like <laughs> when it does collapse, like the recession or depression that we're going to be in is going to be catastrophic. You know, well, Germany like, apparently is now like firms uh, that couldn't pay their bills. Uh, like now they can declare bankruptcy again. Um, and like debt repayment basically is going to like start coming back. And so, I mean, yeah, are yeah, there a yeah. bunch of companies so that are thing. like losers that can't like losers in the sense that if Grills was a winner in the uh, in the Corona economy that just yeah. that those people are just going to be unemployed? They'll have to find a new job with, uh, you know, I don't know, green drones or whatever. Yeah. I mean, that's, ex- I mean, is that not, especially in the sense of Germany, just being like the part, like the, the country that exists only for German business to do well, like Germany is going to have its like stint of, of being, um, 
like indebting itself slightly. And then it's, its main goal, as the CDU has said multiple times, is to get back to the Schwarze Null. So, I mean, good luck. Good luck investing in, um, you know, any good social program where you will not let yourself properly invest in these things because you believe <laughs> in economics that are 100 years old. Like, the CDU believes in the same economics as Rand Paul. All right? <laughs> I'm surprised the CDU doesn't yeah. demand to go back to the gold fucking standard sometimes. <laughs> Germany's going to get back to the Schwarzer Null in the same way that uh, Leonardo DiCaprio is going to get back to the Ford in The Revenant. <laughs> yeah. Um, By any means any, yeah, Anything else clearly. to say? Yeah. <laughs> No, no. I mean, um, I know that then I like diverged, but it's like, I don't know how to answer that question because like the Corona thing isn't, I think, so much the thing that bothers me. It's more the sense of that the way that then that this recovery is going to be done is going to be this, this stupid way that you can already like imagine it being of that. Like we're going to hand out free money to businesses that seem good. Tax breaks for buying a fucking, you know, electric car. There's going to be no sense of having to like realize the way that thing that we go about the world is probably going to actually have to change because of either the climate or because of, you know, the economic situation that we're in. Like everyone wants to go back to business as usual, which is going to end up with like what the third economic crisis in our lifetime. Hmm. Like it's that's cool. You know, I'm, I'm down, you know, they're third time's a charm, right? They're calling it the Great Reset. So... <laughs> you know, at least it's forward thinking. You know, when you reset the game, you can play again. You know, you have no, no, you have no gold. You you're back down yeah, to three hearts. You can go but... for that fourth economic crash if you're just you know if you play your cards right. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I don't know. I I I am, I am I'm genuinely I'm genuinely more concerned with the fact that how we live just in a period of just hyper over financialization of like why is a fucking app where you can talk to your like to people that you don't know valued it over a billion dollars overnight. Um, yeah. Well, this has all been, uh, Dumb. a, a, a dark look into the, uh, the current news, but I have something that I think will cheer us up. You had a tasty treat. Uh, well, that's up to you. But my question for you, Nick is, do you know what the Havana syndrome is? I'm aware of it. I think uh-huh. I got it right now, but <laughs> you're getting someone left a microwave on and you're just feeling like a, <laughs> your eyes are popping yeah. out of your head. Yeah, yeah. My my tummy always hurts a little bit, so I feel like I'm just, <laughs> you know, um constantly a victim of Havana syndrome. Yeah. Honestly, dog, I could have gone pro if it weren't for Havana syndrome. <laughs> <laughs> I'm waiting for Havana syndrome to become like lie disease. Um, lie disease. Lyme disease. Lyme disease. Yeah. That you, uh, yeah. I'm yeah. going to add it to my collection. So Havana syndrome is just this like vague, um, like I, I have a list of some of the, uh, the symptoms here, but it's like people get like headaches and like almost like a migraine and like kind of this confusion and they don't really know where like this kind of like pain is coming from. So the symptoms listed here are strange grating noises, headache, hearing loss, memory loss, and nausea. Now, nausea, heartburn, indigestion, upset stomachs, diarrhea. (laughs) These just need some Pepto-Bismol. Now, (laughs) This, the reason it's called the Havana syndrome is because these uh, symptoms were experienced by uh, U.S. and Canadian embassy staff in Cuba starting in late 2016. Uh, and apparently it's also been experienced in, uh, by U.S. diplomats in China. I and love how this person CIA could have just been agents, me yeah. working there, living their normal life, just having chronic tummy <laughs> aches all the time. Blaming um, it on Cuban like, bioweapons. So you, you may have, so those countries I listed, Cuba, China, and apparently undercover CIA agents working in other countries with partner agencies to counter Russian covert operations have also experienced this syndrome. So the working hypothesis of not all, but some, you know, I guess like some people in the CIA, but also just kind of like this media thing, um, think 
that the Russians or someone... Imagine being stupid enough to believe any of this. Like, first off, from the get-go, I don't give a shit, like, what the rest of it's to come. Imagine being like, bro, it's only CIA agents affected in Cuba, China, and Russia who get tummy aches. It must be... It must be, uh, you know, some crazy psyop shit that they're doing. The Russians have a ray gun that they're firing at people uh, to make them uh, have a tummy ache. There's there's one case. Hold on. There's one case I want to tell you. Okay. Here's a here's an incident recounted from uh, recounted by Mark Vandroff, senior director for defense policy at the National Security Council. Okay. Quote. One of the most dramatic episodes involved in a U.S. involved a U.S. military officer stationed in a country with a large Russian presence. As the officer pulled his car into a busy intersection, he suddenly felt as though his head were going to explode. His two-year-old son, in a car seat in the back, started screaming. As the officer sped out of the intersection... I think I found the fucking problem. He has a two-year-old. <laughs> the pressure, as the officer sped out of the intersection, the pressure in his head ceased, and his son went quiet. A remarkably... <laughs> Tell me that a CIA agent with his two-year-old kid in the back yeah. just like screaming gets a migraine and then his kid stops screaming and then he feels better. Yeah, that's this fucking, that's a Russian op right there. They had a brain fog. You know, they're just like their life were flashing before. Their, so they find themselves in like <laughs> fucking Belarus or <laughs> Turkey or I don't know where the hell they are. Um, Syria. And they just <laughs> like stare at the New staring. York City. You know, when you're Russian driving and you're like, you weren't really paying attention and you're like, oh shit, I, <laughs> I probably should have been paying attention. And <laughs> suddenly like in that fog, you, your child is screaming, <laughs> there's people beeping at you and you're like, man, the Russians did that must have done this to me. The Russians are the reason my life is, uh, you know, how did I get here right now? This is, yeah, this is like the most American shit ever too, because it definitely is the thing of like, you could go get like the bottomless nachos, you know, eat your <laughs> like eat like, you know, 10 pounds of nachos, have explosive diarrhea at the end of the day and just be like that was the Russians. Like yeah, the yeah. Russian Russian psyop, you know, gave me explosive diarrhea, not the, you know, 10 pounds of processed cheese that I just ate. Um, yeah, I was trying to hide from my wife that I went to like a party and I'm like, "No, I didn't. I'm not hungover. I have Havana syndrome. <laughs> the Russians did it. <laughs> so, the reason we are talking uh, about it is because there is a new quote Havana syndrome hotspot, and that place is a little city called Vienna, Austria. That's awesome. The that's Havana amazing. syndrome has arrived in Europe. It has gone. It is. It is the uh, the 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 Vienna variant of the Havana syndrome. <laughs> has now claimed um, two dozen possible new cases by U.S. spies and diplomats in the Austrian capital. That's amazing. What, did they eat too much like Sasha Torta and they just got a, <laughs> a bellyache? Like what? Like, oh, this damn. is like, so this I is had, like one of the funniest, uh, one of the funniest like assumptions or pretensions of like uh, the, the alt-right is like, oh, the, uh, the CIA is too woke and it's made, and it's like, you know, it's they can't do their job protecting us because they're too woke. And it's like, no, that's just like a branding opportunity. For no, they all just the suffer from things. IBS and they can't do their job. <laughs> but this is the one thing where I'm like, maybe they all just <laughs> convince themselves they have strange diseases. Um, I'm sure it's a lot of pressure to be a U.S. spy. And I'm sure you have a lot of uh, internal pain and agony. Uh, and this has manifested itself. <laughs> In, no, they just had a stint of hiring me. only hypochondriacs to work for them. <laughs> Um, it certainly has been a, uh, a an epidemic of hypochondriacs, though. I just love the idea, though, that then like tummy aches are the thing that then is like the the thing that's plaguing the CIA the most currently. Like it's kind of nice in a funny way. Like there is something horribly discomforting of you know chronic stomach pains, which I'm glad that then every member of the CIA has that. You know, whether it be from their own choices or if the Russians did, in fact, make the tummy ache gun is <laughs> cool. Nonetheless, I want these garbage people to suffer with something that, that does suck. That's how they killed the um, uh, 
uh, Hugo Chavez. <laughs> they fired the tummy gun. Yeah. Tummy ache gun. They give Hugo Chavez the tummy ache gun. Exactly. And it's it's actually very similar to the lab leak conspiracy, where the tummy ache gun fell off the shelf and and burst open. <laughs> and now it's just <laughs> in the air, filtering through uh, you know various uh, you know CIA yeah, and other spots. Yeah, this is I. I have a, I have a secret to unveil to the show. Um, I am actually a CIA op. That is uh, why I have a stomach ache all the time. You thought it's you not for my poor from eating us. habits and the amounts of in the amount of alcohol that I drink. No, no, no. It is it is the Russians. Uh, I want to come back to Vienna as a den of spies, but I want to share a couple. Um, uh, the debate at the high levels of U.S. government about this. So uh, we got Mike Pompeo testifying to Congress about how big of a um, problem this is and that the uh, the symptoms in China uh, were very similar and entirely consistent with those reported in Cuba, the New York Times and, you know, all these you know news agencies have been on the story. Um, the U.S. Sen- or 10 U.S. senators proposed a bill that would... Um, close a loophole in the Federal Employees Compensation Act, which would normally not cover damage to organs such as the brain and heart. So they passed the Helping American Victims Afflicted by Neurological Attacks, that's Havana Act, which authorizes the CIA director and the Secretary America of State to provide... America loves that shit. <laughs> they really do. That's so... That's like the one thing. Like the senator... I imagine a senator who like doesn't read the news or anything. He's just like... Yeah, I just come up with the uh, with the. <laughs> yeah, I'm 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 the senator from Tennessee. I come up with the with the cool acronyms. <laughs> yeah, um, to provide uh, financial sir, support. Do you want to vote for the for 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 the Pussy Act? <laughs> yeah, that's how he trolls us. <laughs> he makes him sign the act. It's like, oh, that was the Gay Act. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> it's like, sir, uh, the Sunrise Bro, Movement you vote is for the Gay Act. <laughs> The Sunrise Movement and uh, is, is camping outside your office to get you to uh, to do something about the climate. And it's like, send in the security officers. I can't yeah, be I bothered. I'm coming, up with, I'm coming up with acronym puns. Um, so yes, the CIA director and the Secretary of State are now authorized to provide financial support for personnel suffering brain injuries. The bipartisan bill unanimously passed the Senate in June 2021. So the U.S. government is taking care of the tummy ache problem. That's beautiful. Um, on the other hand, I don't know if you remember Gina Haspel. The, oh, yeah, of course. The Trump CIA director. Apparently, the literal slay queen <laughs> CIA director. Yeah. Well, maybe, I don't know how you'll take this news. Apparently, she was described as, quote, skeptical that the syndrome was real. <laughs> So Once in my life, I respect her. You know, game recognized game that the Tommy Yake syndrome might not be real. <laughs> she's pissed that all of her employees are calling out sick because of their tummy aches. And she wants them to get in there and get to work. She knows torture, okay? <laughs> this is nothing. Yeah, literally. Yeah. She helped <laughs> she helped write the fucking book. And now she's like, come on. I know, I know, I know you know, fake shit when I see it. Um, but so I, v- I love, I love the sense that the U S is definitely in, it's like, you know, like it's failing as an empire currently, you know, we see it in every aspect of life here that I've only, you know, that I, that I'm, that I'm reaccustoming myself to currently. Um, the idea that the tummy ache gun is the thing that's preventing people from doing their job is like, I'm sorry, you have to be stupid to believe that. You have to genuinely be a dumb person to believe <laughs> any of that. Like, that is, that is, that is, come on, CIA, you know what? I hate you in the organization, like in your organization, what you've done. But you had some hits, you know? Mm-hmm. Chile, the rest of South America, Indonesia. <laughs> You know, Greece, Portugal, you know, I mean, you had you had a good run of it. Maybe it's time to 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 call it quits. This is kind of like when like Kiss goes on tour and they like still try to do their whole fucking thing. Like no one wants to see that. So do you think the uh, do you think the Russian government or any other um, state has developed any kind of ray guns of any kind? 
to uh, to, oh, to attack. They uh, exist. Yeah, people. there's the one that then makes you feel like you're on fire. Oh, yeah, true. Which the U.S. invented. But can they like like so fundamental to this is that like. They can like whether it's like a sniper on a rooftop can just like hit you from like whatever half a kilometer away with with a tummy ache gun, which yeah, I imagine I the, the fire the gun scene, you like have yeah. to be like you know in front of you like in the room. Yeah, I want the scene from American Sniper where he takes his like one mile long shot, but it's, <laughs> He's the, it's the only one. He can. The Russian, the, the Russian Bradley Cooper. He's like he was the best at firing the tummy ache gun. <laughs> he could hit a CIA official in a beer garden from from clear across the city. Yeah, exactly. Just like pulls the trigger, there's like bowels release. <laughs> Just shitting immediately <laughs> on the spot. Just. <laughs> flushes yeah. out. Um, I don't know I mean, about like, the, the does Vienna. Does something like that yeah. exist? Does like the gun that can make you shit your pants exist? Yeah, probably. I don't know. Yeah. But the fact that then that the U.S. is like literally being like, oh, our our agents have stomach aches all the time. Mm-hmm. Must be the Cubans. Yeah. <laughs> like, come on, that's just fucking pathetic. It would be cool if they had a gu- an LSD gun because we know the CIA is like has experimented with LSD in the past, but like to just like kind of like fire it in a. I mean, a lot of the microdoses, don't they do like a spray? It's like you just kind of like do a couple of sprays. Uh, that's yeah, you could, you, like could the- you could obviously, you know, put that spray at the end of, a, of an armor piercing round. Yeah. Like- <laughs> yeah. And then people just feel <laughs> euphoric, uh, hallucinate, <laughs> for ego the, death. For the literal split second before it just like <laughs> explodes their head. Um. I don't know if you have any thoughts on the Vienna aspect of this. Uh, apparently, you know, long time. I just think that, I mean, like spies. literally, I just think that they're all just getting really drunk. <laughs> yeah, I think they're having yeah, a great time. Fun. And then they're all like, oh, yeah, like exactly. Like they're like, oh, uh, uh, sorry, sorry, officer. I have to call in sick from work because the Russians, the Russians gave me a stomach ache last night at the beer garden. I was, you know, it's I obvious just, that they're all just alcoholics. Yeah, I'm sure. Well, I wanted to bring that up on the show. Uh, we will be uh, keeping tabs on this uh, on this phenomenon. I will uh, go and investigate at all the at all the at all the bars and clubs in Austria and get down to the bottom of this. Well, maybe it's coming to Berlin, or it's coming to. Oh, uh, maybe. I don't know if uh, if there's any spies in Berlin. I assume so. Um, a shit ton, yeah, of course. What? Who? Like like that North Korean hostel was. Uh, were they were they no, firing there was that one that gun? then like like those Russian spies apparently murdered ah, that Georgian yeah, yeah. dissident guy or whatever? Yeah, yeah, true, in true. In, in Tiergarten, yeah, <laughs> they hit him with the tummy gun in Tiergarten. <laughs> yeah, uh, well, yeah, that's the thing they didn't tell you. Yeah, that's the thing. If you're walking through Tiergarten, like at the wrong time, you <laughs> the, the vagabonds <laughs> the will, will, no will, will hold you up. They'll hold you up. They'll put the tummy gun to your head and, you know, demand all of your, uh, I don't know, money, your phone. I always thought uh, techno clubs would be a, would be a, would be a cool place to like for spies to, you know, they're trying to like each, like, I don't know, hit, hit each that other with literally the tummy is gun. A, what was that? Well, there was that really stupid Netflix show, Berlin Station, mm. where he like does that. Oh yeah, they they stole my 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 extremely unique idea. Yeah, he tries to like be a spy up in the club. In the club, <laughs> I'm being a spy. spy in the club. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm sorry, Rob. Netflix already beat you to it. It's okay. Um, they, I'm going to be the. I'm. Go- I'm a- I was actually hired for uh for for season four. Uh, I'm going to be the guy with the tummy ache gun who's <laughs> hiding out <laughs> in the club. I wait in the bathroom and just hit people underneath the stalls with the tummy ache gun. Yeah, it's going to be like that scene from Attack of the Clones where they're like chasing down Sam Wessel, like after um, Padme gets like attempts to be poisoned. Uh-huh, and then they uh-huh. like are about to interrogate her, and then Django Fett shoots her with a poison dart. <laughs> Damn it! Exactly. Yeah, they uh, just, but they just die of like irritable bowel syndrome. <laughs> no, yeah, yeah. I shit my pants, and they're like, "I, I'm sorry. I have to. I have to go change. Yeah, you can't interrogate <laughs> oh, me right now." <laughs> it smells too bad. Again. 
Yeah, I love how I shoehorned a Star Wars reference into this. Yeah, yeah, wow. nice, nice. I feel like we've we've referenced that scene before. Um, I, I don't like know. It. Maybe we have. Let's, I feel that that's like that seems such a ridiculous it. moment of the 2000s. Yeah, one of the most memorable that. scenes of the movie of the Attack of the Clones, for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's the very beginning. Yeah, yeah. But well, it's like you anyway. know, they got the whole they got the whole build up, and it's like, my Annie, how you've grown. And yeah. it's like growing more beautiful. You have talk like this. I do <laughs> hang out with Yoda. I've been. <laughs> She's like, the romance ends there. She's like, nah, I don't like that. I don't. Why you can you stop that? He's like, study abroad in Budapest. I've been. I mean, like you know, you know, maybe I mean Anakin defend Western civilization. I must. Yeah, Anakin literally says "milady" the entire time throughout that episode. That, that, that movie. You're up, so on his. I feel that the, that the bar is set quite low of what she would say <laughs> no to. Obi Wan is like the uh, the the Angela Merkel, the EPP, <laughs> yeah, trying exactly. trying to keep the like Orban in line. <laughs> but it's yeah, just man. too it's just too enticing, you know the, the <laughs> true European values. Exactly. But anyway, um, we hope that you guys stay healthy and stay out of the reach of the tummy ache gun. Yep. And we will catch you guys all then next week or for the bonus if you're one of the cool cats who uh, pays for the Patreon. Yes, hopefully a stream this week. Uh, Kieran had to cancel last week, but um, yeah, yeah. tune in. Uh, Kieran has fast internet. Um, (laughs) It won't be uh, freezing all the time. Um, come get it. Maybe it will hot. for just like for, 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 you know, old time's sake, but yeah, we'll see yeah, you guys. If, then either if it on... freezes, it will just be a bit, you know? Exactly. Yeah. yeah. But anyway, we'll see you all on Wednesday, Friday, or next Monday. Yeah. Take care. Peace.